Welcome to Nakubo in Brief, a podcast series from the National Association of College and University Business Officers. I'm President and CEO John Walda, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in today. Our mission with this podcast is to help our listeners better understand the challenges that face the business of higher education. Our hope is that you walk away with a stronger sense of the trends, policies, legislative, and regulatory issues that may impact campuses today and in the future. You can find resources for today's episode, as well as a wide variety of educational tools at www.nakubo.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Nakubo In Brief. My name is Megan Strand, your host for today. Thanks so much for being with us. I'm excited to be joined once again by Lindsay Waite, who is Assistant Director of Research and Policy Analysis for Nakubo, who's going to share a bit about Nakubo's latest tuition discounting study that has just been released. Welcome back, Lindsay. Thanks for having me, Megan. It's great to be here again. Let's start out and make sure everyone's on the same level here. So tell us what is tuition discounting? Generally, tuition discounting is defined as a school's strategic use of institutional grant and scholarship aid to enroll more undergraduate students who might be unwilling or unable to pay the, the sticker tuition and fee price at their particular institution. So institution grants basically lower or discount the tuition and fee price for students. For example, um, let's say the listed tuition price at a school is $50,000, but a particular student might get an institutional grant of, say, $25,000. Thus, the discount for that student is 50%. So here at Nakubo, we calculate tuition discounting um, from the institution perspective. So for that measure, we look at institutional grant aid as a percentage of gross tuition and fee revenue. Um, and we and we calculate that for both um, all undergraduates and our also first-time, full-time freshmen. And this money that we're looking at, um, it includes uh, grant aid uh, funds that might come from overall tuition and fee revenue. It might come from endowment funds. It might come from alumni donations um, or any other sources of funds that that institution has. Um, and then we look at um, the awards that are being given to students uh, by the institution, um, so institutional aid. Um, and this includes any kind of institutionally funded scholarships, fellowships, or grants, including athletic scholarships scholarships that the institution might award to undergraduates. So which colleges and universities offer discounts to students? Public and private colleges and universities award institutional aid. Um, So if we look at data from the National Post-Secondary Student Aid Study, uh, which collects data on the student level, so a little different than TDS, um, their data show that that we do see tuition discounting practices at both public and private institutions. For example, in academic year 2015-16, their data showed that 30.2% of undergraduates attending public four-year colleges and universities did receive institutional grants. um, And those grants for those students averaged about $4,900. And then their data also show that 56.8% of undergraduates at private four-year institutions received institutional grants. And their their grants average, uh, the average award size um, was a little over $16,000. So un- that means understanding institutional aid practices at both public and private institutions is important. Uh, but historically at Nakubo, we, we focused on tuition discounting at the private colleges and universities since they award larger amounts of aid to a larger portion of their undergraduates. And why is this an important issue for colleges and universities? 
Providing institutional grant aid is helpful to colleges and universities for a couple reasons. One, it really allows them to um, help students enroll who might otherwise be unable or unwilling to pay the full tuition and fee price. And by that, I mean, when I say unable, there might be students who have some kind of financial need who wouldn't be able to attend the institution without some kind of institutional aid. Um, and then when I say unwilling, um, sometimes institutions want to recruit uh, students who might have, who might meet certain criteria, have certain ACT or SAT scores um, or a certain athletic ability. Using tuition discounting can help those institutions enroll those students. Also, um, since I do work at Nakubo, I think it's important to note that providing institutional aid um, is also important to institutions uh, from an, from a um, finance perspective. So according to the National Center for Education Statistics, private four-year colleges and universities get about a third of their total funding from net tuition and fees. Um, and so all of these concerns about enrollment are important to schools and tuition discounting plays a really important role when we look at enrollment at schools. And why does Nakubo study tuition discounting? I think I'm going to start with a little bit of history. Um, so Nakubo has been studying tuition discounting since 1994. Um, but tuition discounting is a practice that's that's been happening, uh, you know, for several years. And so it was something that was of interest to the colleges and universities themselves. So actually, prior to Nakubo studying tuition discounting, uh, the Eastern Association of College and University Business Officers, or ECUBO, um, did, did a study looking at tuition discounting practices at schools within their region. And so then in 1994, Nakubo took on the study. Um, that way we could look at tuition discounting practices at a, at a national level. But, but really, I think that history highlights um, that, that we study tuition discounting because it's something that colleges and universities themselves see value in. Um, and when we look at the kinds of data that we're collecting in this study, there's really three key measures that the data um, give information to the business officers about. So the first is is the institution discount rate um, or the percentage of tuition revenue going towards institutional financial aid. Uh, the, the second key measure is um, we look at changes in net tuition revenue over time. Um, and that measure we calculate as gross tuition and fee dollars minus institutional grant aid on a per student basis. Um, and so that measure is really important uh, for colleges and universities and their finances, uh, because ideally we, we would see, we would like to see gross tuition and fee dollars rising faster than grant aid. Um, that away, um, new revenue covers the cost of, of the discount that are being provided to students. Um, and then the, the third measure, um, well, it's actually a couple of measures, but, but the third piece of information that the study really gives to college and university business officers is kind of a student perspective on tuition discounting practices. So in the study, we calculate how many undergraduates receive institutional aid um, and then also how large um, that aid is relative to the published tuition and fee price for students. Let's talk about what you found this year. So what are the most recent trends in institutions' tuition discount rates? Yeah, that, that's a great question. One of the things I think we should note is that it's important to see how those discount rates have changed over time. Um, so if we look back about 10 years, um, so in, in academic year 2006-07, the discount rate for first-time full-time freshmen was 38.6%. 
By academic year 2016-17, it was 48.2%. And so that shows an increase in that decade by 9.6 percentage points. So so tuition discount rates are on the rise. And I will also say in, in this year's study, um, we, we see a new record high for the first time full-time freshman tuition discount rate, um, and it's 49.9%. Um, so nearly reaching a 50% discount rate for first time full-time freshmen when we look at that institutional tuition discount rate measure. Um, I should also note, uh, I said earlier that, that we also calculate this discount rate uh, for all undergraduates. And, and with all undergraduates, we see that same general trend with discount rates going up. So if we look at that, that same period in 2006-07, the all undergraduate discount rate was 35.1%. And by academic year 2016-17, it was 43.2%, so growing by 8.1 percentage points. And again, with the all undergraduates, we're reaching another record high with that tuition discount rate at 44.8% as the estimated discount rate for all undergraduates in 2017-18, so this year. And what that really means for institutions is that for every $1 in tuition and fee revenue collected, these colleges and universities are returning almost 45 cents to students in the form of institutional aid. Um, And so that's a really important trend for our listeners to know about. So do these trends vary for different types of colleges, say a small college compared to a large research university? Yes, yes. They, there definitely is variation across the discount rates um, by institution type. Um, so if we look at, for example, um, the, the first-time full-time freshman discount rate, we see that in the, the estimates uh, for 2017-18, the discount rate for both comprehensive, doc- uh, comprehensive doctoral universities and also research universities is about 44% at, at both of those types of institutions. However, when we look at small institutions, their estimated tuition discount rate for first-time full-time freshmen this year is 51.7%. That trend with small institutions having higher discount rates um, has been pretty consistent over time. And we see that not just with the the freshman discount rate measure, but we also see a really similar pattern with the discount rate for all undergraduates at small institutions, with small colleges and universities consistently having higher institutional tuition discount rates than um, other types of institutions. Nakubo also studies college and university endowments. So what role, if any, do endowments play in institutional aid? When we look at college and university endowments and how much um, institutional aid is funded from those funds, um, we see that when we look at all campuses as a whole, that number is pretty stable. So in 2016-17, endowments funded about 11% of total institutional grant aid. And and as I said, that number has been pretty consistent. But just as we saw variation um, you know, by uh, institution type in, in the last question you just asked about um, discount rates. You know, we also see variation, um, and I think you would expect to see this, um, in how much um, institutions are able to fund their institutional aid from endowment funds based on endowment size. 
And we actually see a positive relationship between an institution's total endowment market value and the percentage of institutional grants funded by endowment earnings. So when we look at survey respondents from our tuition discounting study who had more than a billion dollars in total endowed funds at their institutions, those schools were able to provide almost 30% of their institutional grant funds from that fund. And when we look at uh, those with smaller endowment funds, um, they were only able to fund about 6% of their institutional aid um, with their endowment funds. So, so we do see you know, a big difference with the larger endowment schools able to provide um, more um, support for uh, institutional aid from those funds because they have larger funds. But uh, I think it's also important to note, while endowments um, do have a really important role at schools, which is what that data is saying, um, when we look at, you know, even the schools with the largest endowments, only about a third of their institutional grants are funded by endowment earnings. That means schools really are having to look for other sources of, of their own funding to support institutional grant aid at their schools. Um, so that means they're looking uh, to fund their institutional aid through things like uh, alumni donations, uh, tuition and fee revenue, or other institutional sources. Since institutions rely on their own resources to provide institutional aid, are the increases that you're seeing in tuition discount rates related to changes in those private colleges and universities' net tuition revenue? Yeah, great. And that, that was the, the second measure I said that's really important to college and university business officers. Um, and you are exactly right. There is actually a relationship uh, between rising discount rates and the changes in net tuition revenue over time. Uh, so we've we've been tracking this measure um, for a while, and when we look um, at the net tuition revenue per first-time full-time freshman, um, if we look back about a, a decade or so, so that time period right before the Great Recession, um, you know we saw. Uh, an, an average increase of about 5.4% between 2006-7 and academic year 2007-8. Uh, but when the Great Recession hit, uh, we saw a sharp decline. Um, so with schools experiencing a negative 0.8% uh, change in their uh, freshman net tuition revenue between 2007-8 um, and academic year 2008-9. And this was followed by a short recovery. And, so, you know, so in the early part of the decade, we see kind of some uh, some volatility with the net tuition revenue um, that has since slowed. Um, and for like the past five, for about the past five years, um, we've seen changes in net tuition revenue per full time freshman have actually been really low for the last five years. Um, and actually, when we when we look at those data and we uh, adjust the data for inflation using the Higher Education Price Index, annual changes in net tuition revenue per freshman for the past five years, so since 2013-14, uh, have actually been flat or negative. And so these results suggest that rising tuition discount rates may influence much slower net tuition revenue growth at most campuses. Or said another way, uh, increased aid to students has largely offset uh, gross tuition price increases over time. Um, and I know earlier you had asked about, um, you know, variation in tuition discount rates by institution type. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think we would expect then to see variation in the changes in net tuition revenue over time. And so if we look at just one year of change in freshman net tuition revenue, so from last year, so academic year 2016-17 to this year 2017-18, um, what we see is that overall, 
for all institutions, um, it was about a negative 0.1% change in net tuition revenue. But when we break that out by institution type, we see that research universities this past year actually experienced a 2% increase. And comprehensive doctoral colleges and universities experienced a 1% increase, whereas small institutions actually experienced a 1% decline in their change in net tuition revenue per first-time full-time freshman. And then any strategies that institutions are using to address this concern with net tuition revenue? Yeah, so in this study, we actually ask the respondents to talk about the kinds of strategies that they're using um, to uh, to increase net tuition revenue over time. And what we see in the, in the past fiscal year is 87% of our respondents in the survey this year said that they actually use more than one strategy. So there's multiple strategies being used. Um, and of those strategies, several institutions indicated, about 79% actually of the in- institutions indicated that they use student recruitment strategies to increase net tuition revenue. Um, 73% focused on student retention. Um, and then 64%, which was the third most common response, indicated that they use financial aid strategies in order to increase their net tuition revenue. Well, clearly tuition discounting is important to institutional finances, but earlier you mentioned that tuition discounting is also important to the institution's desires to attract and retain students who can't or won't pay that full tuition price. So could you talk a little bit about the student perspective on tuition discounting? Yeah, and I think the student perspective is is really important. I know we see a lot of families um, and students themselves expressing concern about the rising price of college, um, being concerned about whether or not college is affordable for them. And, and so I do think that our study provides some important data um, for, for individuals, stakeholders with those concerns. Um, so the, the TDS does indeed demonstrate that over time, sticker prices have been increasing. So if we look at... Um, from the, the, the from the 2000 recession 2008 recession on we do see that the average published tuition and sticker fee price at four-year private nonprofit colleges and universities has increased by about 42 percent but I think our study also gives some information that's also really valuable to students and families and policymakers and what the study also shows is that while sticker prices increased by 42 percent from 2008 to today, um, we also see that institutions have increased their average institutional grant aid over that same time. So the average institutional grant awarded to first-time full-time freshmen jumped by 78% between 2008 um, and now, um, the 2017-18 academic year. Wow. Yeah. And so what that means for students is when we look at the average net tuition price for these students, that only increased then by about 19% over that same time period. So we do see that that increased dollar amounts um, of aid going to first-time full-time freshmen does have an impact on the overall um, net tuition price. Some of the other measures um, that we look at um, that that tell the story from a student perspective. Um, so, so one of those measures is we calculate the share of students that receive some kind of institutional grant aid. Uh, so whatever the amount, we just calculate the portion of students that receive some kind of aid. So in 2006-07, 
81% of first-time, full-time freshmen receive some kind of institutional aid at uh, independent colleges and universities in our study. But our estimate for 2017-18 indicates that 88.7% of first-time, full-time freshmen uh, receive some kind of institutional aid. The second measure that we collect in our study, or we calculate in our study, looks at the average grant amount as a share of the average tuition and fee price. Um, in, in other terms, this is the student discount rate. So on average, those, those students who do receive some kind of discount at, at private nonprofit college and, colleges and universities, how much um, or how big is that aid as a share of the, the sticker price? And so what we see is in 2006-07, um, that, that student discount rate was um, 49.3%. However, our estimate for academic year 2017-18 is that that student discount rate for first-time, full-time freshmen will be 56.7%. So in other words, when we look at these two measures together, we see that nearly 9 out of 10 first-time, full-time freshmen receive some kind of grant aid and that almost 57% of the listed tuition and fee price is covered by that aid on average. So you've been talking a lot about this freshman discount rate, but are student discount rates similar when you look at all undergraduates? Yeah, so the trends are similar. Um, I, I should note for your listeners, um, when we talk about the the freshman discount rate, um, that includes just first-time, full-time freshmen. And then when we calculate the discount rate for all undergraduates, that includes that, that same pool of first-time, full-time freshmen, but it also includes upperclassmen um, uh, who are enrolled as undergraduates at the institutions. It also includes transfer students. It includes uh, not just full-time students, but also part-time students and specially enrolled undergraduates. Um, and so we're looking at a larger pool of students. Uh, but overall, the trends for those students are the same um, as they are for first-time, full-time freshmen. They've been increasing over time. Um, so when we look at the, the all undergraduate measure, um, if we look back to 2010-11, um, we see that 76.2% of all undergraduates received some kind of institutional aid and that on average it covered about 44.5% of tuition and, of the tuition and fee price. And then when we look at this year's estimated data for academic year 2017-18, we see that 79.5% of all undergraduates attending independent four-year colleges and universities receive some kind of aid, and that on average it covers 51.2% of tuition and the tuition and fee price. So that means that eight out of 10 undergraduates at private nonprofit four-year colleges and universities get some kind of aid, and that on average it covers over half of the, the listed tuition and fee price. We hear a lot about merit aid. So could you tell us what merit aid is and what portion of institutional grants are awarded based on merit? Institutions generally award aid based on two criteria. So one is this, this merit aid that you're talking about, and the other is need-based aid. So when we look at merit-based aid, that is an institutional scholarship or grant um, that's awarded based on some criterion other than financial need as, as determined by financial aid forms. For example, 
if a student has a particular artistic or musical talent or some kind of athletic talent, uh, maybe they play a particular sport, there might be a, a tennis scholarship, um, or maybe they play the piano and there could be a scholarship for that, um, then, then that's one example of merit aid. Another kind um, is that some students might have a certain qualifying grade point average from high school um, that, that qualifies them for some kind of academic merit scholarship. Um, and so merit aid can be awarded on one or multiple of these criteria, but it, it's something other than financial need. And so I would say it's important, though, that some of these students who are receiving merit aid um, might also have some level of demonstrated financial need. So while institutions might award aid based on merit, it, it could still be meaning um a need that is that a student has in order to be able to attend that institution. And so the way we ask colleges and universities in this study to talk about how they're awarding aid, whether it's merit or whether it's um, need-based aid, is we actually ask schools to put um, their their financial aid into three different categories. So the first, is, is that traditional, that, that merit aid that we were just talking about. So somehow awarding um, aid solely based on the criteria that the student can play the flute or, or swim really well. Um, and when we look at schools in fall 2016, about 21.8% um, of aid was awarded solely based on merit. And then we also talked about need-based aid. And so in that same year, fall 2016, we saw that 39.7% of aid was awarded based on need. But I also talked about that gray area. So aid that is awarded based on merit, but actually meets students' demonstrated financial need. Um, and in fall 2016, that accounted for 38.5% of the institutional grant aid. And so... Uh, what that means is that 78.2% of total institutional grant aid awarded was used to meet students' demonstrated financial need. Um, and so, and, and this has actually been pretty consistent since the TDS has been collecting this data in this manner. And, and I think it's a really important part of the story to tell is that institutions have been using the majority of their, their aid to meet student financial need, even when it's awarded um, based on student merit. So this really kind of blurs the distinction between merit and need-based aid at colleges and universities. Lindsay, how much higher can discount rates go? Is the current level of discounting that you're seeing sustainable? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, because we've just been talking about how discount rates continue to go up. I, I will tell you, context matters. So, you know, we, we do see that many business officers are concerned about the levels of tuition discounting that are going on at private colleges and universities today. Uh, we, we see examples of colleges working to control the discount rates on their own campuses. So we, we see this happening in, in a variety of ways. So it's, it's different on every campus. So we see some campuses cutting the listed tuition prices. Uh, we see other campuses working to reduce other expenses. Um, we see some campuses uh, working to increase uh, fundraising. Um, and this fundraising um, might be going to scholarships or uh, student support services on their campuses. Uh, we also see campuses raising non-tuition revenue. Um, and I think that actually um, is, is a really important point to make. Um, while the tuition discounting study um, does provide really important information about the role of net tuition revenue on campuses, um, and I do realize that many many uh, uh, 
independent colleges and universities are indeed tuition dependent, um, we should highlight that that net tuition revenue isn't the only source of, of revenue on campuses. And so our, our research team here at Nakubo has talked about um, in future editions of the tuition discounting study, um, we've talked about asking survey participants to give us information on strategies that they use to increase overall revenue uh, on their campuses. Um, and so I think that will be um, a really important uh, question to ask on the survey going forward. Besides the annual tuition discounting report, what other resources does Nakubo provide to help schools help them better understand issues related to tuition discounting? Yeah, so we offer to institutions that participate in this study, um, who are also member institutions, um, we offer them complimentary access to Nakubo's online benchmarking tool. That way they can see um, their school's uh, tuition discounting measures, and then they can create um, a self-selected peer group um, and compare their tuition discount rates to those of their peers. So, so I, I mean, I do really, there is value in, in our report in that it shows um, tuition discounting data at a national level, but really to support our members, um, giving them access to a benchmarking tool where they can put their tuition discount rate in context with um, institutions that they see as peers is really helpful on their campuses. Um, Another thing uh, that we'll be doing uh, this fall is that we will have a a webcast that will take place, um, and we will be looking at uh, the results of, of the tuition discounting uh, report ag- again, but we will also include um, some other perspectives on the panel, um, so some perspectives from other campuses, um, and it will give um, institutions that participate in the webcast a, a chance to um, listen to other individuals talk about discounting practices on their campuses and also ask ask questions of the panelists. Um, so those are just a, a couple of the things that we're doing. Anything else you'd like to share today, Lindsay, with our listeners about tuition discounting? I kind of just want to highlight some of the things that we've talked about today. So the trends we've talked about today, you know, about the the rising tuition discount rates and then the low or flat changes in net tuition revenue when we adjust for inflation, um, these trends really highlight the challenges that are facing business officers today. And so going forward, the leaders are going to have to, to work to, to face some of the challenges when we see the increasing discount rates um, and how that influences net tuition revenue. And they're going to have to continue to work to balance goals that in some ways seem conflicting. Um, so these leaders on campus are, are really working to balance, um, you know, I talked earlier about tuition discounts being awarded to students who are either unwilling or unable to pay the tuition and, and fee price. Um, and so Tuition discounting really does play an important role. It's an important strategy that campuses can use to provide access to students um, or, you know, use to to meet certain enrollment goals by enrolling um, students who have certain, you know, abilities or talents that the institutions want to encourage to come to their campus. Um, And so it's really important to, to students. But it's also really important to think about uh, the net tuition revenue and financial viability of these campuses going forward. And so I think, um, you know, I said before, uh, context matters. And so I really think like how schools will work to strike some kind of balance will definitely vary from campus to campus, but it's it's definitely something um, that we plan to continue paying attention to in the tuition discounting study going forward. 
Well, thank you so much, Lindsay, for joining me today to talk about the latest tuition discounting study. Such terrific information. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Always. You can find out more about today's episode by visiting the conferences and e-learning section on the nukubo.org website. When you get there, just click podcasts. And also make sure you subscribe to Nakubo in brief in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts so that you'll get the latest episodes instantly. And on behalf of Lindsay and myself, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Nakubo in brief. We'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.